Welcome to Secret Spaces. We'll get started in just a few minutes. All right, let's go ahead and kick this off. Welcome to Secret Spaces, everybody. Thanks for joining. Secret Spaces is a weekly Twitter space featuring news from around the secret ecosystem and contributors to the network. And today we have a very special guest, Jake from the Axelar team. Most of you have probably heard of Axelar. They've been one of our longtime partners awesome project uh let's go ahead and do some introductions jake you want to go first sure hey guys my name is jake i'm on the the bd team here at axlar i've been here um pretty much since we we launched uh a little bit over like a year and a half ago um i do a lot of work within our cosmos ecosystem and i'm really excited for some of the work that we're doing with with the secret team because I think it's a, a really unique use case. Um, I guess just as like a quick high level for, for those of you who don't know Axlar, um, Axlar network is essentially a blockchain that connects blockchains. So right now we are connected to 49, I believe it's the latest different blockchains. Um, most of them, about 15 of them are, are EVMs and, and the rest are Cosmos blockchains. And we're a message passing protocol. So essentially we allow you to send any contract call or payload to or from any blockchain within the network. And if you look at kind of a lot of the other message passing protocols that are in the space, um, our architecture is, is just vastly different and much more decentralized than, than really everything else. And the reason that is, is, is because we're a blockchain. So our validator set um, approves transactions as they move from blockchain to blockchain. Uh, and thus, you don't really have that multi-sig in between anymore, which essentially becomes like a centralized entity connecting to decentralized entities, um, which just really becomes an attack vector when you look at the space and, and all of the bridge hacks that have happened. Um, previously over the past kind of year and a half. So uh, really excited to be talking about some of the, the unique use cases that, that we're going to be doing with Secret today. And, and thanks for having me, guys. All right. Thanks, Jake. That was a great introduction to Axelar. Uh, Sean Rad, you want to do a quick introduction as well? Yeah. Hi, everybody. Hey, Jake. Uh, my name is Sean Conrad, and I am a developer relations engineer for Secret Network Foundation. I'm super excited about the next wave of Web3 adoption and the part that programmable privacy is going to play in that narrative. And I'm also just really excited to be here partnering with Axelar today because um, I found my way into Web3 through Ethereum, through ETH New York. That was my first kind of Web3 hackathon experience. And then found my way into the cosmos because I was looking for ways to have like a, a better use cases of programmable privacy. And I found that Secret was the best place in the cosmos to do that. 
And just last week, I experienced the immense joy of being able to send my first ever message from an Ethereum, from a Solidity contract on Polygon to Osmosis Testnet. And the feeling that everything is coming together, that the Cosmos is expanding and the Axelar is a big part of that, and the part that Secret's going to play in terms of programmable privacy, it's just very exciting. And we're just at the very tip of the iceberg. So thank you for having me and excited to have this conversation today. All right. Thanks, Sean. So we're going to have like a, we have a bit of an agenda, but I want you guys to feel free to just jump in wherever you feel like jumping in. Uh, feel free to interrupt me. But to start out, I'd like to just cover the basics of the latest network upgrade, Secret version 1.11. Um, on Tuesday, Secret upgraded, and that included a few major new features, um, a couple of which are contract upgradability. Basically, Secret contracts, unlike most smart contract blockchains, have historically not been upgradable. Um, the reasons for that being it was, it was an original design choice with the idea of maximizing the security of data and funds within contracts. Um, basically, the idea is that if you have the ability to upgrade a contract, if the developer of a contract has the ability to make changes to it, then that can be done without user's consent and it could be rugged, basically. But this is a... It's a risk that's always existed with other smart contract chains, and it's just something that users have to keep in mind when trusting their funds with a contract. Um, and you know, having open source contracts and verifying that they can be trusted <clears throat> pretty much solves that, and that's something that needs to be done anyway. So, um, over time, it's become apparent that developers in the secret community would prefer to have the option to upgrade secret contracts because it just improves the development experience so much. It makes it so much easier to add new features or patch bugs if you need to. So with uh, the latest network upgrade, that is now possible for secret contracts. And another new feature is something called private push notifications, which basically makes it easier for contracts to, well, it makes it possible for contracts to push data to an interface without having something like a wallet having to manually request data from the network. And the idea there is that it will result in an overall more efficient and smoothly running network because query nodes won't be getting hammered by like wallets and application interfaces requesting updates to information. Um, information will automatically get sent to those interfaces whenever it's available. So that's a pretty cool add-on. And so the major thing, and this is what we're mostly going to be talking about today, just wanted to cover those two as well. But the major thing that this latest network upgrade added is something called IBC hooks. And IBC hooks is what is known as a middleware for the IBC protocol. You can think of it kind of like an add-on for IBC, I guess. Put it in simple terms. And basically what it allows is for a token swap from one chain to another to also make a contract call at the same time. That sounds pretty simple, but it's very powerful in what it enables. Um, if you think of like a DeFi application, let's say on secret like Shade Protocol, let's say you want to 
let's say you want to interact with an application on an entirely different blockchain within the Cosmos ecosystem, maybe uh, Osmosis or maybe Nullis uh, lending protocol. What I, uh, what IBC hooks allows you to do is, you, so you have funds on one chain and it allows you to do one transaction and make a token swap and also interact with a contract on another chain, all from one chain. Um, Donrad, maybe you could kind of break that down better than I can about like how powerful that is and what it enables, or Jake, maybe you, if you want to jump into, feel free. But um, yeah, I think you I have another example use case if you, if you don't want to jump in, but go ahead. It just basically means that now where there's this memo field, so that it's, yeah, it's exactly what you said. Like uh, token swaps will allow us to trigger contract calls effortlessly with this uh, additional memo field. So things like auto wrapping of SNP20 tokens, which just means like turning tokens into privacy preserving tokens on secret network with just the transfer of the token. There's no longer having to do a lot of other contract calls. The transfer of the token itself is the auto wrapping mechanism now. There's things like cross-chain chain swaps, um, Axler GMP, Squid Router. Um, yeah, and so like, for example, with the auto-wrapping of SNP20 tokens, with IBC hooks, we can now send tokens to secret and wrap them instantly as a SNP20. So there's no, it used to be that there was like, had to be multiple transactions on different chains. And now, for example, like Adam to Adam to secret just becomes uh, secret Adam on secret with a single transaction. And basically what this means is just that like the barrier to entry for people who are coming to web three is getting less like lessened and lessened because it means there's fewer clicks. The front end is going to feel more seamless. Um, and the technology is just getting integrated more seamlessly. So I don't know what this is all going to look like yet in terms of how it changes like the, the landscape, but I'm really excited that it's here and I'm excited for people to start experimenting with this. And I just linked secret stocks on IBC hooks in the chat. So anyone who's a dev who's listening can start just diving in and figuring out how to do this. Yeah, I'll, I'll just chime in there. I think that you just kind of nailed it, which like to me, it's just UI and less clicks, right? Like previously before IBC hooks, you would have to do like in that scenario, um, you'd have to do a swap and then you'd have, you know, Adam on secret network, but, uh, you'd have to then do another, you'd have to do another few clicks to get it actually to a snip 20 and like be able to leverage all of the powerful privacy features within secret network. Um, and now somebody can just like, you can have one button on, on your front end and all of those things are, are able to happen in the back end. So it's just really bring you know, it's facilitating these one-click experiences that we really need within DeFi and and within um, kind of Web3 in general to just make it easier. Yep. So overall, it really improves the interoperability of IBC-connected chains. And another cool example that I wanted to mention is an upcoming project called Andromeda. It's a Cosmos project that we've been working with for a while. Um, basically, it allows developers to easily add pieces of code from different cosmos or different IBC connected blockchains and create an application that just seamlessly includes all of those different applicate sorry create an application that seamlessly includes all those different pieces of code from different blockchains. So you, you think of it like an interface 
with blocks from Secret and Osmosis and Juno and Axelar. And you can just drag and drop. Like, I want to have this piece. I want, let's say you want to build like a DAO. You drive this little DAO DAO block from Juno. There you have that. Uh, I want to add private voting to my DAO. Just drag this little secret voting block from the secret section. Now you have that in your application. Uh, IBC hooks allows this kind of interoperability and it's going to like really supercharge development in the IBC ecosystem, I think. So very excited to see that as well. But of course, what we're talking about today is actual RGMP and IBC hooks also enables the use of actual RGMP. So Jake already kind of went into what XLR is and what XLR GMP is as well. Um, general message passing basically means that you can have a transaction that not only sends a token, but also sends some data from one chain to another. Um, and that allows some really powerful things. Um, Jake, did you want to say anything else about like XLR GMP in general before I go into kind of what that specifically will enable for secret um yeah i mean i i think like for the main differentiator between like what we were doing before and now what's enabled with axlr gmp like most people think about axlr within cosmos as satellite and and the bridging functionality right where you're able to um lock a token and a contract on one chain and then mint a new version of that token which is like an axlr wrapped token axl usdc as many of you probably know on uh, a Cosmos chain. And now with GMP, I think the best way to think about it is just more like a Web2 API tool where you can really, um, you can send any information back and forth, whether that's like a read of a database um, to query information, or you know maybe like you want to be pulling oracle information from a different chain and and querying that and you can send things like that so uh or you know a write functionality where you want to actually be executing something on a chain that comes from you know EVM so uh it really is just kind of like interoperability in its purest sense where it it goes far beyond um just the bridging of a token which i think is like the preliminary use case that you know, we've all seen in the interoperability space. And now, um, you know, you can be, you can have these like complex multi-chain strategies and, and things like that. So it's, it's really opening up the door uh, to, you know, abstracting blockchains away from, from the user experience, which I, I think is an important point. Yep. And in Secret's case, what that really enables for us is privacy as a service, uh, something that we've been talking about for a long time and something that's been a main part of our roadmap. And now with Axelar GMP being enabled, it's really huge for our privacy as a service initiative. Um, if anybody is not familiar with privacy as a service, it's basically the idea that Secret can provide its privacy preserving computation abilities to other blockchains public blockchains that would normally not have the ability to do any kind of private computation on its own native chain. And so through the use of Axelar GMP, secret contracts can communicate with contracts on other chains 
and that provides some pretty cool use cases um, that wouldn't be possible with a public chain alone. Some common examples that we've been talking about recently are secret VRF, which is uh, providing a secure random number to a application on a public chain, which is generated on secret. Another example is private voting for DAOs. So you could have a DAO on a public chain and users could vote on a proposal for that DAO and the votes would basically be sent to secret first, tallied up, and then the result would be sent back to the public chain and the individual users' choices would never be made known to the public, but the end result would be made known. So you would have the the vote results, but you wouldn't know how users voted. Um, Sean, maybe you want to go into some other examples of what this enables since you've been working on documentation for this. Yeah, I mean, I think for people who are coming from the Ethereum landscape, it's just exciting because it just opens up you know, a window to a whole new world, basically. Like, I don't know what sort of the status quo is right now in Ethereum in terms of like on-chain <clears throat> verifiable randomness from what I've understood. It seems like it's mostly like from Chainlink Oracle. But what this means is that Ethereum devs are now going to have a new place to experiment and test with verifiable randomness. So, uh, and I'm just, I'm just curious to see what that's going to look like and what that's going to uh, uh, evolve into. Because right now, yeah, it's like we have this incredible uh, verifiable randomness generator on Secret Network. And I think up till now, probably a lot of Ethereum devs didn't even know that that option existed. So, yeah, there's that. There's the idea of like um, with like a sister contract design having private NFTs because, you know, everything on Ethereum is public so the idea that like there can be two contracts that manage each other's states one that's on ethereum and one that's on secret where there's certain metadata that is public on the ethereum side of of that state and there's other pieces of that that are private that are on secret and the uh ethereum contract is able to query the secret contract that maintains the private metadata so again i don't really know like how this is going to change the landscape i just know that there's a lot of exciting new possibilities and i'm just really excited to see what devs start to do especially as secret continues to make a presence at ethereum hackathons and we continue to build out our docs to show ethereum devs what's possible because yeah right now this is like this is a whole new world it's like we just <laughs> we just you know landed the boat uh and I don't think anyone even like we're just beginning to explore. So to anyone who's here, like just know you're at the very, very forefront of what this is going to look like of like the Ethereum and Cosmos ecosystems coming together. And yeah. Yeah, we're really in the early stages where we have these ideas and we're starting to actually build out the code of exactly how that's going to work. But yeah, it's it's going to be like a sandbox. There's going to be a lot of experimentation and starting to see where developers take it. Yeah, the, the key thing with XLR GMP is that it enables this kind of communication with chains outside of the IBC ecosystem and basically in the EVM ecosystem. EVM chains that are connected through XLR are able to communicate with chains within the IBC ecosystem, which is super powerful. Um, 
Jake, do you want to speak a little bit about like how that works exactly? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, I think that essentially, right, we're just talking about this functionality reaching out to kind of multi-chain dApps where if, I don't know like what use cases you guys have seen early on, it might be helpful to walk through something, but um, I think in the future, we envision a world where, you know, say you need to outsource, you have an application that's living on Arbitrum and you need to outsource some functionality that um, will go and, and do something on, on secret um, to leverage like the privacy preserving or like part of your portfolio is, is, is within secret, right? And Axlar is going to enable you to um, essentially tap into the secret network from another EVM chain, right? So I guess, are there, are there any use cases that you guys have seen or been talking about internally that you know, maybe we can walk everybody through? Well, I think we just covered some of the use cases. I was thinking more of like at an architecture level. I'm just kind of curious, like, so, you know, you have the IBC ecosystem and Axlar is a part of that because it, it's connected to the IBC protocol. But then Axlar also enables bridging over to EVM ecosystems. And I was just thinking, I was just wondering, like, how does that exactly work? How does Axlar communicate with EVM chains and IBC at the same time? Like, how does that bridge in between work? Um, it doesn't have yeah. to be on a super technical level. I was just, yeah. Yeah, from, from a high level. Uh... The network has gateway contracts that are set up on each EVM chain, and our validators and our relayers are listening for transactions to happen across those gateways. And then once they they hear a transaction, it gets finalized on the source chain, and then our validators set um approves and and moves that transaction across our network and then because uh of ibc we're able to just kind of plug it through ibc and and pass that message over to um to the secret network so on the evm side it's it's gateway contracts that we need to set up and our validators and relayers are, are listening for transactions and then on the cosmos side um just like it's standard IBC. We're, we're able to pass that message through uh, trustlessly to to you guys. So theoretically, any EVM compatible chain could now communicate with Secret through Axlar GMP as long as we have those contracts in place, the gateway contract and the, the proxy contract on Secret. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think one of the, the bigger innovations, so it's like 15 EVM contracts or EVMs that we have right now, but once... Uh, the Axlar virtual machine comes out. I think we're planning for like five or six more in Q4 that we're going to be adding. And then hopefully by the end of Q4, beginning of Q1, we'll have the Axlar virtual machine, um, which is going to, I don't want to like get into the details of how it works because honestly, I'm, I'm not even sure what it's going to look like yet, but it's going to greatly speed up our ability to add more chains to the network. Um, so, you know, I'm expecting by next year we'll be like well over a hundred chains that that we're connecting. That's amazing. <laughs> I definitely have to look into that. Um, could that include possibly even chains that are not EVM based? Maybe like Solana or Substrate or something else other than EVM? 
Yeah, um, exactly. So I th- I think our primary focus is is EVM, but we are we're working on Solana right now. Uh, we're also working on Substrate right now, and then like Sui Aptos ecosystem, where we're working on on those as well. So I think those are uh, those are the closest ones. They just take a little bit more like translation to figure out how to make you know everything compatible. So it's uh, each one takes research and each one takes, you know, more work than just kind of a plug and play EVM. Um, but yeah, we, we can set up gateway contracts on, on each chain and, and are completely agnostic to that. That is awesome. Yeah, that's definitely in line with what Secret is trying to do as well. We're always trying to find ways to connect with other ecosystems and really bring Secret's privacy as a service to nude new groups of developers um there is currently projects going on that are attempting to connect the polka dot ecosystem and the near ecosystem so great to hear that axlar is also doing that i'm sure there's going to be some really cool stuff coming up later down the line that that will enable um so i wanted to talk about like how can developers start using this today and we're currently working on our Axlar GMP documentation. So for Secret specifically, um, Axlar GMP documentation in general is already available. Um, Jake, I guess, what would be the best way for people to find that? Just go straight to the Axlar website. I'm sure it's pretty easy to find. Yeah, or you can like literally just Google Axlar GMP. That's true, too. <laughs> and it should be one of one of the top hits there. But yeah, you can just go to xlr.network and and hit our docs. Awesome. And we are currently working on some secret-specific documentation for XLR GMP, which should make it easier for people interested in using secret with it. Hey, guys. It seems our space crashed, unfortunately, and we lost a bunch of users. Let's see if anybody joins back. Took a few minutes, so I'm not sure. We probably lost some permanently. All right, well, <laughs> we've got the space back up. Unfortunately, we lost the majority of our listeners, and now that's mostly people that already know about this stuff anyway, but I guess we'll go ahead and wrap things up just to wrap it up. Uh, maybe some people will jump in, and maybe I guess it's still being recorded so people can listen in for part two if they'd like to later on. Um, Jake, unfortunately, also had to go. Jake from Axelar had hit his time limit. He had another call. So we'll go ahead and wrap it up without him. Um, we did want to get Shade Protocol up on stage for a minute to talk about like how this is going to affect them, what XLR GMP is going to be enabling for them. So I'm going to bring them up on stage now. And we were talking about the documentation right before the space crashed. Basically, we are working on some secret-specific documentation for XLR GMP right now and hope to have that within the next couple of weeks. So that should make it a lot easier for people that are interested in building some applications with secret to use XLR GMP. Um, but in general, what does this all mean for secret? I just wanted to wrap it up with that. Um, and so secret network version 1.11 IBC hooks enables actual GMP. How does that help secret? Um, we've been talking about our secret Ethereum initiative for the past months that was announced about a, a month ago. And the idea is that Secret is going to 
decrease the gap between the secret ecosystem and EVM ecosystems and provide private computation to chains that do not currently have the ability to access that kind of thing. And Axelor GMP is really going to be a major milestone in that initiative because it's just enabling so much more communication between Secret and Ethereum and other EVM chains. So awesome stuff coming. This is a huge milestone for the Secret Ethereum vision. And Shade, I don't know if you guys want to talk a little bit about what exactly that means for your application. Sure. Thanks. Thanks for having us up here, Patrick. I'll try and keep it brief because we're we're going to be having a Twitter space later this afternoon in just over two hours where we're going to be kind of talking about this same stuff. But um, really, really excited for um, you know the continued service that Axlar provides, and interested to see how they expand that in unique ways over the course of the next month. Um, we're going to be really, really focusing on um, improving our uh, improving the user experience for Ethereum users and people coming into private DeFi to use their Ethereum assets. And one of the first places we're starting that is uh, improving our ETH bridge experience. Um, you know, most people, whenever you bridge into a new uh, blockchain or a new ecosystem, that bridging experience is your first impression uh, as a new user. And so in this case, we're talking about Ethereum users or ETH holders coming into private DeFi for the first time. So what we're doing is we're kind of revamping that process and releasing what we're kind of dubbing ETH Bridge V2, uh, which is going to be really cool. There's going to be, um, for, for this bridging process currently, whenever you're bridging uh, from ETH to other Cosmos network or Cosmos uh, blockchains or, or vice versa, there's no progress updates for you as you're um, bridging these transactions, and there's very minimal, if any, data that actually uh, users can take and verify uh, that their assets are where this bridging uh, solution says they are. And so with our ETH Bridge B2, we're going to be uh, displaying a full bridging progress update for users so they can see when they've successfully transferred from the ETH proxy contracts, ETH gateway contracts, through transferring through Axelar into the destination chain and be able to show the number of confirmations that have happened on Ethereum. And during this whole process, we're going to have a, or during this whole um, bridging, um, yeah, bridging process, we'll have something in the background running so that as users are moving around the app, let's say someone wants to bridge something, but then they also want to go look at, um, you know, the silk collateral vaults to see what, what they can do with their ETH before it gets here, or they want to go look at swaps or liquid staking derivatives. They can leave the bridge page, hard refresh the page, um, do whatever. And when you return to that bridge page, the, the progress uh, or that background process that's tracking um, your, the progress of your asset bridging from ETH through Axelar to the destination chain, which in our case would be secret network. Um, it'll pick back up right where it left off, which, I mean, at least from my perspective, that's like such a huge quality of life uh, improvement. Um, I know I don't like sitting on a bridge page for 30 minutes to an hour, just hoping that I get a success in notification. But this is a really nice quality of life improvement for anyone who wants to come check out private DeFi, uh, bridge their assets in without having to worry about all this vague um, processing and bridging transactions and um, kind of, associated with that we're going to be adding the ability for 
these Ethereum users uh, bridging through Axelar to acquire gas automatically. So we currently have an existing IVC gas faucet, but we're going to be expanding some of that functionality in a, in a bit more of a unique way, but we're going to be um, providing these brand new Ethereum users bridging over uh, with gas automatically so that they can go and use uh, any of our applications without needing um, to worry about acquiring gas immediately. And I'll just say, I'm, I'm not, I, I don't want to give too much information about all the, the assets that we're going to be really prioritizing. Well, I'll save that alpha for our Twitter space later today. But I will say, um, the, the use of protocols like Squid that are building uh, kind of directly on top of Axel are, are also going to be really instrumental in, in simplifying this process uh, for onboarding of assets into private DeFi and allowing for greater just variability when you want to enter private DeFi. Um, you know, bridging from all these different Ethereum layer twos, bridging from um, Ethereum and, and, you know, any of these other chains that we'd like to support, um, you know, the, the likes of Squid and protocols like Squid are making our job in private DeFi, like people building, um, let's say, some of the more mature applications that people want to come and bring their Ethereum assets into. Um, they're making our jobs and our life a lot easier. So massive amount of respect to the people at Squid and Axelar and everything they're doing to help uh, our job building private DeFi easier. Awesome. Thanks, Shade Team. Looking forward to that. So you guys have a Twitter space in two, and a, two hours, 15 minutes from now, I think? That is correct. All right, everybody, make sure to go check that out. Two hours and 15 minutes from now, Shade will be hosting their own Twitter space and dropping some more alpha on exactly what assets are going to be included in this uh, Ethereum onboarding campaign. Lots of focus on awesome stuff. liquid staking derivatives. I'll just say that. Awesome. I'm not sure if you've mentioned, but the recent MetaMask compatibility that you guys launched is also a huge piece of that. It's just going to make it so much easier for Ethereum users to onboard onto Shade Protocol and into the secret ecosystem and into the IBC ecosystem as a whole. So awesome yeah, stuff. Yeah, I will say the, you know, when I talked about why we're, you know, we were focusing so much on this ETH bridge experience, because this is kind of like your first impression for this new ecosystem, right? I'd say the second part of that bridging experience is, is that is the way you interface um, with, with the bridge, which is generally, uh, or sorry, how you sign transactions on the bridge, which is through your wallets, right? So Shade was the first non-EVM uh, dApps to be able to offer full support for MetaMask. And that actually, that support for MetaMask actually led to some of our current solutions we're building right now, such as the, the automatic ETH uh, seeding, or sorry, the automatic seeding of secret into um, new secret wallet addresses generated um, on our front ends as people are bridging ETH over um, over through Axelar into uh, secret network. And there's, um, yeah, it's, it, it, the, we're really, really focused on making sure that the first impression and the, and the retention of users coming from Ethereum is really, really strong. Um, you only get one first impression, so we wanna make sure we do it right. For sure. All right, well, I guess we're going to go ahead and wrap this space up. I appreciate everybody staying with us. Thanks for joining us this week for Secret Spaces. Uh, a couple of things I wanted to mention really quick that you should be looking forward to. We will be releasing a new network roadmap within the month of October. 
So that's huge. Definitely keep an eye out for that. That's going to include a lot of details about our secret Ethereum plans and exactly how Secret is going to be continuing to bridge that gap and really pull the two ecosystems closer together. Uh, new ways of integrating with Ethereum, both on the user and the developer levels, um, really bringing Ethereum towards us and pushing Secret out into the EVM world. So awesome, exciting stuff. Keep an eye out for that. And also, we just put out a announcement about the Confidential Computing Constellation. Check out our, it's on our Twitter, check out the website. It's on a blog. There's some details on there about that. Basically, we are launching the constellation of privacy solutions that has really been talked about for the past year. It's been a vision since the original Secret 2.0 announcement about a year ago. Um, and the idea is that Secret, along with Phoenix, which is a new FHE, uh, privacy project, and eventually others as well will also join this constellation of privacy solutions. So huge part of the vision. Check that out as well. And until then, we will be around on Discord, on Telegram. Come join the community, chat with us, learn more about what we're doing. And oh, Shade, Shade's raising their hand. You got something else to say? I just wanted to just wanted to add one thing. If anyone didn't check out um, or didn't see our latest announcement, we just pushed a um, a new update, a new app release to Shade Swap, which basically allows for users to um, swap from Secret uh, as a public asset to any private asset on Shade Swap. It's a minor improvement, but again, it's a, another quality of life improvement that we. Uh, wanted to push as we're kind of gearing up for this big uh, Ethereum marketing campaign. Um, there are a few small tweaks we're making to some of our additional applications just to make the user experience a little bit more seamless. And so this is the first time users will be able to actually swap a public asset uh, for private assets on ShadeSwap. Just wanted to give that update for anyone out there. Most people are used to probably having to wrap into secret secret and then swapping. But now if you have regular secret, you can swap that for any asset on ShadeSwap without needing to to wrap that asset manually. So just a heads up for anyone out there that's listening that might be playing around on ShadeSwap later today. Awesome, thanks. And I see one comment, uh, Zenopi just asked, IBC hooks hackathon win. I would say that's that's likely. I think, uh, let's just say before the end of the year, I think it's pretty likely that we'll see some kind of hackathon or at least some kind of uh, developer bounties around the use of IBC hooks. and. Uh, pushing to that privacy as a service initiative forward. So definitely keep an eye out for that. Yeah, and I just want to plug the docs one more time. Just um, So yeah, in the coming weeks, everyone should expect to start to see uh, Axelar GMP docs on secret. So just stay tuned for that and we'll make sure we share that publicly. But also right now we already have IBC hooks docs, which I posted in the chat. And if you're completely new to IBC, I know how it is if you're a Cosmos developer, but you haven't worked with IBC before, it's a whole other you know world. If you, we have docs for that in secret, teaching you how to get up and started um, running a relayer between two local secret containers and how to send IBC messages between them. We have IBC hooks docs, and we also have an auto wrapping of SNP20 tokens example. Um, so it's a whole tutorial walkthrough of how to use IBC hooks. So definitely check that out if you're interested. And also for developers of all levels, we have a weekly developer call every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern time on Discord. I posted the invite link in the chat. 
please come through. It's a great time. People code share, uh, screen share. We ask questions. There's no dumb questions. It's just a place to, to learn and just dive into the code. Awesome. Thanks, John. All right. Until next week, we'll see everybody in our community. Join us on Telegram. Join us on Discord. Chat with us. And we'll see you next week on Secret Spaces, Tuesday at 4 p.m. UTC. Have a good one. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt We rape them under the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and plate Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets Dead ants dragging out the max amount of payments Red down pay Got him acting all bankless Yo fam, what? Check these tokenomics They probing this bear Flexing broken honest I had to lay my soul down I'm just roasting honest And then to end a long day Eleven bowls of chronic Never known the politic I was born to frolic It's been my policy To pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists Jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity Before they hit rock bottom Over impossible loss It's all moss And I'm liking the odds Bond doing the morning Forming mycological bonds Click the cap though the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures Under the dirt We rape them under the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy While the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked in non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage Like the shit is play for keeps Clowns white knight and all these Maybelines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your communitility All these low hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach Coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east, y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats. Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets. Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats. And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each. Motherfuckers, fuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the verbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works, and we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt. We rape and plunder the earth, sit and wonder about the worth and play. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served